Welcome to the resource room. I'm Amanda, the blogger and TPTer behind the Primary Gal. As a special education teacher, you are always supporting others, students, parents, general education teachers. But who is supporting you? That's where this podcast comes in. It's my mission to give you the help and support that you need. I'll be sharing my tips, tricks, research-based strategies, and professional development. I'm here to help you grow and learn as a resource room teacher. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Resource Room Podcast. I am so glad you're here. I hope you are enjoying your summer vacation and that you're doing something relaxing, refreshing, something that you enjoy. For me, I have been reading a lot, a lot of books, and this is like my dream. Just read, read, read. We don't have any big summer plans, so my goal has been to get through like a lot of books, like so many. I just want to read, 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 and my favorite thing to do in the morning is to wake up, eat breakfast, read a book till my eyes get so heavy that I fall back asleep. That is like heaven to me, and that's what I've been doing. So I hope you are doing something that makes your heart happy this summer and that you are in full relaxation mode. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about how to spend some of the money that you might be given for special education or from your special education department. And if I'm being honest, I can't even believe that so many people ask this question. I I don't know. I just feel like I am so good at spending money. Maybe others are too. You're just afraid you're going to miss like the one important thing. So I want to share a little bit of what I've been asking for the last several years for my special education director to buy with our money. And so for us, what we do is we create an Amazon wish list and then um, we just share the link or share whatever we you do to share a wish list with our special ed director. She goes and buys it. So you guys might have different things. Some of the things that I say may not be available because I'm looking at Amazon. You might have to look at something else. But these in general are some of the things that I ask her to buy me year after year. I'm going to start with one of the things that I used to buy out of my own pocket and they were so expensive over time. And that is headphones. We know our students oftentimes are, or maybe a little scattered. They might lose them, break them, chew on the cords, things like that. So I found that my kids were going through headphones quite quickly. And our school does give every student a pair of headphones at the beginning of the year. And depending on when they break their headphones, they can go to the office. Sometimes there are more there and sometimes there aren't. So then my kids were left without headphones. Well, we know how much in 2023 kids are using Chromebooks or iPads or whatever it might be to do learning. They have lots of things that they're doing on their Chromebook, and if you don't have headphones, then how do you do a lot of those things? So I, for a long time, was buying the headphones, like at Walmart or the Dollar Tree. I would try to scoop them up two or three pairs at a time so that I always had some in the closet so that if one of my kids did break theirs, lose theirs, chew through the cord, whatever it might be, 
I had some to then replenish. At statewide testing time, I used to always go out and buy everybody a new pair of headphones. That way I knew when it came time to test, everybody's headphones were going to work. If they were the kid who has been able to hang on to that same pair, both ear both ears are going to work. Like both sides will work. It's not going to be glitchy because they're new. And I never complained about that. I don't want it to sound like, oh, poor me, I had to buy headphones for my kids. That's not why I'm saying this. But after quite a while of buying those, I was like, oh my gosh, my director literally gives me money to spend every year at the beginning of the, the school year. Why am I buying these headphones on my own? That's silly. I could buy them in bulk on Amazon. And so that's what I've been doing the last couple of years. I plan to do that again this year. And we just kind of, when we get our order in, separate it of like, this is what we're willing to give out now, but we need to make sure that we have X number in the closet for when testing time comes, because we're gonna have 75 kids who are going to need a new pair of headphones. Along the same lines as headphones and being responsible and having our life together in some areas, um, charging Chromebooks can be difficult for some of our students. They, and even for a lot of the kids in the school that I work at, I would not even say that they always have electricity, that they always have a charger. They might be sharing one charger with four siblings. I, I'm not going to lose sleep over them not charging a Chromebook. So again, this was something that I had bought a few chargers. And then as they get new Chromebooks, those chargers change. So the ones that I had didn't work. And I asked my um, director in my wish list, I added some Chromebook chargers so that that was something that when it was testing time, especially, and we have 20 kids in a room trying to take one test and three of them need to charge their Chromebook or four of them need to charge their Chromebook, I have plenty of chargers so that they can do that. One year, the only way we were really able to survive that was all of the adults in the room had to use their chargers to charge the kids' Chromebooks. But we all had like different chargers. Some were more of a circle. Some were more of a flat rectangle. And that was like our saving grace. It would be like, oh my gosh, their charger's different. Does anybody have one that's round? And we were like scavenging through our own chargers, which is fine. We, we were happy to share, but it was like, oh, thank God this one, they have a newer Chromebook. So they have a flat one instead of the circle. So now we just have chargers in the room. They're marked that they're, they are ours, that they belong in our room. And that's what we use. Another essential that is something that I have used for the last several years, and I'm grateful she continues to buy them, are hundreds charts, multiplication charts, and some heavy-duty magnets. So for several years, and I'm going to chalk this up to um, maybe a newbie mistake or a I didn't know better mistake, and I'm transparent, I'll share it. So for many years in my room, as we were learning to do two or three digit addition or subtraction, or we're learning our multiplication, things like that, we would use a hundreds chart. And they would really kick butt at addition or subtraction or multiplication, whatever we were doing, because they had their tools. They had everything that they needed. 
And then they would go to the classroom and depending on maybe who their teacher was, and again, maybe their level of experience and their comfortability with, you know, dealing with students who memorization is a difficulty for them, some of my students would do well and others would not. And they weren't doing well because they didn't have the tools that they were so good at using in my room. So when I kind of had that aha moment of like, oh, oops, I'm failing you because I'm showing you how to use these tools, but I'm never giving you your own. I'm never giving you something to use. And so for some teachers, one that comes to mind, she had been around for a very long time. And so when my students were in her room, she made them use their agenda because there was a multiplication chart and a hundred chart in the agenda. So she knew that they were capable of that and she would make them use that. She would prompt them to use that. So for her, her kids never had a struggle. But for other kids who maybe just the classroom teacher was newer or just didn't know or just didn't think of that, didn't know that that's what I was using because I didn't communicate that with them, they were not prompting their kids to do that. So now I buy big hundreds charts and big multiplication charts that I use in my classroom and I get some heavy duty magnets that they can then take that and put it on the side of their desk. So they get one multiplication chart, one hundreds chart, and one nice magnet, and then they put it on the side of their desk. They could use what's in their agenda. That would be fine. They can totally do that. That's not something that they have to have. But I like having these because they're a little bit bigger. They are um, a thicker material. One, the multiplication chart that I buy, you can write on it with dry erase. So if they, you know, need to write on it, if they even mark on it, like with a pencil or something, it'll wipe off a little better. The multiplication chart isn't quite laminated like that, but it's still heavy duty. So they last. Where what's in your agenda is just paper. So it'll be fine for a bit. But if they're a child who really, really relies heavily on that, or they're one who is physically touching it with a pencil and counting up or something, it might get kind of yucky in time, which is fine. That's totally doable. But I really like those bigger versions of it. And funny story, I had to buy the heavy duty magnets because I had tons and tons in my drawer of like chip clips that had a magnet. Those are not heavy enough for those two thick pieces of laminated paper. It just wasn't heavy enough. They just slid right off. So then for some, I'm like, well, here, take two. And then finally, I'm like, no, we just have to ask her to buy us some heavy duty ones. That way they'll really, really hold up. I also use my Amazon wish list to get things like pencils, markers, crayons, scissors, glue sticks, all of the things that other teachers can put on their school supply list, I put them on there. Even things like Clorox wipes, Kleenex, hand sanitizer, Ziploc bags, any of those things that you use on a regular basis. And then a classroom teacher might be able to have those supplies from a school supply list. That's usually what I request on my Amazon list. If you don't have that much money to spend, because to be honest, depending sometimes on how many sets of headphones I need or some of those bigger purchases, I may not have enough money from what she allots for us 
to buy all of those things. Clorox wipes are expensive. Kleenex are expensive. Things like that. I would recommend ask some of the teachers in your classroom or in your school because sometimes they don't need all the Kleenexes that come in, but the teacher next door did, so they kept it on the school supply list. And now they have like five years worth of Clorox wipes or five years worth of gallon-sized bags, and they didn't need all of those, but another teacher in their grade level did, so it stayed on the school supply list. Sometimes teachers will definitely share with you if they have an overabundance of that. So that is one way to scavenge some of those other things that to me are expensive. That adds up. I don't mind buying it here or there, but sometimes it's quite pricey to buy Clorox wipes or a big, you know, pack of Kleenex and it's January and you know you're going to have a lot of snotty noses. Those are things that to me, you might be able to either get from your special ed dollars or you might be able to um, find some other teachers in your building that have an overabundance of that. I also add a wireless mouse or two because I often have students who just using the trackpad on their Chromebook is quite difficult for them. And they do so much these days on their Chromebooks that I want them to be able to kind of have the tools to make learning accessible to them. And so that's just something that I keep in my closet. And as I see students like really struggling with that, then I can pull one out and give it to them. Also remember those often take like a double A or a triple A battery. So that might be also something that you want to add to your wish list so that as you have to add a battery, you have them in your drawer. I also want you to think about that area or areas that you wanted to improve upon. So in episode one of this season, I said, what do you suck at? What do you want to get better at? What are you going to work at? Those are some things that maybe it's a professional development book. Maybe it's some materials that you would like to you know, buy so that you're prepared to start doing that routine or start doing that initiative or whatever it is. Maybe some of the things that go on your Amazon wish list are really some things that will help you improve in your area that you know is a weakness for you or you know is something that you are striving to do just a little bit better at. I would also recommend as you go throughout the school year, if there are things that you see like on Instagram or on Pinterest or on somebody's blog or, or whatever, add it to your Amazon wish list so that when somebody does offer to buy you some things, when you do have money from your principal or your special ed director or whomever, you can remember all of the things. Because if you're like me, I have like 99 things that I want at any given minute and I can't think of it in the moment. With your Amazon wish list, you won't have to remember all of that. In next week's episode, we will be talking again about a question that I see all the time in the resource room and something that people reply to a lot of my emails of, oh my gosh, thank you, but how do I create a schedule? So that's what we'll be talking about next week and I'll see you then. Well, my friend, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the Resource Room Podcast. I truly, truly love to help and support other special ed teachers. Because of that, I run a Facebook group just for us. 
search the resource room and request to join. You can also check out my website, theprimarygal.com for blog posts, pictures, and more information. Until next time, have a great week.